coming in hot. We did it. We're always surprised that we did it. That's hey, nothing's part. a guarantee in this podcast world. Yeah, like like recording a podcast. Is that tangerine, LaCroix? This is raspberry, cran raspberry. So I am, I've been on a quest the last couple months to find a flavored drink. I drink a lot of water. I drink a ton of water every day. It's my primary drink, but I wanted something that had flavor in it. Turns out every drink that tastes like anything is terrible for you. Mm. So I've settled on this sparkling water. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure is just bubbly water that they like puff some air, some flavored air into. Yeah. <laughs> so that when you open it, it smells like raspberry and then it just tastes like crappy water again. Right. That's exactly what it is. I switched over to LaCroix for a while yeah. from because I was like, oh, I drink way too much diet soda. Mm-hmm. And not that it's way too much, like maybe one or two a yeah. day if I'm feeling yeah. crazy. This is what happens when you hit your mid-30s. Like, having two Diet Cokes in one day is like, whoa. I'm on a bender, man. This is, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying it. I've tried a bunch of different types of drinks, and I've settled on LaCroix, although I don't like that. I didn't know it was a thing. I was like, oh, this is a good drink. And Kel was like, yeah, that's what all the cool kids drink. I was like, oh, man. It's the official hipster drink. I didn't know. But it's good. You're such a millennial. Like, you don't even, you can't even stop it. Like, it just naturally happens. Yeah, I'm drawn to it. (laughs) I walk through the grocery store and it, like, pulses. Yeah. Uh, Also, it's like $2 a case, so it's like, whatever. Oh, I feel like it's more than that. I mean, it's like like sub $4. Oh. And I paid that much at Wegmans for, like, a natural drink natural drink to, to try yeah like nothing sounds that, good about that natural. that wasn't actually good and had a bunch of sugar in it anyway so well that's fine then so i just I'm drink this you, crappy water now you finally become the millennial that we all knew you were in the first place. i held off as long as i could but anyway so that's my drink story the that's what's been happening in my is life looking way better by the way oh is it it's looking like more official like mm. it's more permanent looking I just threw this together. There's like a pumpkin holding it up. It's very like, it's color coordinated with the pumpkin. Yeah, no, I've got like a collection of sugar skulls and stuff back there. Because Kel gets me them every time she goes to San Diego. And that's my, that's our sugar skull pumpkin. You got like an orange and green thing going. Uh, Kel loves green. Mm. I don't know where the orange comes from. But everything is green. Like our kitchen is this lime green. Mm. No I joke. had a lime green kitchen once. It's wild. I got to pick a lot of the other colors in our house, and most of them are dark blues and grays. So Kel was like, I want something with <laughs> that's actually got color in it. I have so. a friend whose whole house, like, he, he bought a house by himself. Yeah. And uh, Justin, you know him. Uh, yeah. he, every room is gray. Well, some different shade of gray. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Super classy. Sleek. I mean, I like gray, obviously. Like, yeah. literally everything in my office is gray. It's like monochromatic, and I, I love it. <laughs> So, gray's my favorite color, man. Gray's a good color. There's a lot of good shades. You can get into blues. You can blacks, you know. Now, if you're a real millennial, you like gray with, like, yellow. That's, like, the new hot color combo, I think. We have a light gray, dark gray. We have all of our regular walls are just, like, a medium gray. Welcome to the nonsensical home improvement podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to talk about lawn care? I did that, did a little bit of that yesterday. We got a new lawnmower this summer. So is it electric better. or gas? It's gas. Oh. Because. That's because you're a hardcore Republican. <laughs> <laughs> you just... 
basically, I have an electric mower, too. By modern standards, I basically am a hardcore Republican. Oh, that's, yeah, well, we've got very sensitive lines these days. But I think my electric mower puts me in the hardcore liberal. Yeah. Like, like I'm pretty snowflakey at this point. The problem, I love my electric mower. No, the you're problem not is snowflakey unless like you get very upset when I talk about my very powerful gas mower that actually cuts my grass. It intimidates me. It makes me uncomfortable. And the grass is clearly crying about it, so Oh yeah, it destroys the grass. <laughs> I like my buddy has an electric mower and his grass looks like, you know, like when you're 3 years old and you get a pair of scissors and you cut your own yep. hair. That's what yeah. his grass looks like. Mm. That's what the electric mower does to your grass. It's like, it didn't do a good job. My mower is like a seasoned barber, like a 60-year-old dude barber. Nice. Who uses straight razors? Yeah. 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 I got you. Yeah, no, I can attest that my mower doesn't do, like, it does a good enough job. Yeah. That's but it's not, when I look at it, I'm like, this looks better, but it could look even better. But, but who my really goal, cares? Now, my goal is just to make my lawn look better than the drug dealers that live next door, so it's fine. Oh. <laughs> and their yard is a mud pit. Oh, so. well, like every young Republican, I live in a very suburban <laughs> area. So everybody's lawn, like if you don't <laughs> mow your lawn diagonally, people are judging. Wow, in the checkerboard pattern, like doop, doop. Yep, doop, you doop, got doop, to. You got yeah. to. If you want to keep up. I do lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, I live go diagonal, with the, man. Go diagonal. I live among the underserved people. It's a lot of old people and some drug dealers. Oh. You know, I like to live among. And then there's us. Okay. Yeah, just like regular middle class people. That's a strange. That's a strange neighborhood, but that's okay. They're mostly nice. It's just these weird people that live next door who happen to be there. But there's like five people r- renting a house, so they'll move out eventually. Eventually. And then we'll buy up that property because capitalism. Fun. And then we'll then we'll have a mega house. <laughs> we with. <laughs> I think that every time one of like my neighbors or one of my friends' neighbors lives, like you know, eventually you could just buy the house next door and have like a, an estate. In the yeah, I plan on suburban. having a compound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there wanna, yet, though. I want property big enough that I can drive through it. Our property value buildings. is skyrocketing. This neighborhood yep. is nice, I guess. Uh, I don't well, know. It's hey. not, you wouldn't think that it, but it, I think it's just like some sort of weird bubble. For Ohio. For Ohio, yeah. Context. I mean, my- <laughs> I, mean I live in Maryland, so we are doing way better. Yeah. Just even our lowest of lows. <laughs> People are eating crab every day. That sounds great. It is great. You want to come to Maryland? I mean, not live there, but I wouldn't mind Uh-oh. visiting. Well, you can come anytime. We have a guest room. Come before September, and you won't have to sleep through a baby crying. (laughs) (laughs) I can sleep through anything if I have to. I'm a middle school music teacher. I know how to tune things out. See, I'm scared that I can also sleep through anything and that that baby's going to cry for a while before I get up. I think that you're naturally programmed to respond to the cries of your own child. I think that's how that works. I don't know. If I don't, does that mean I don't love it or it's not mine? Maybe. Okay. If I keep sleeping, I'll know. (laughs) Yes, scientifically, that's how you can tell. I didn't wake up, Kel. And that's why I'm leaving. What's that all about? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Kel. She's still here. I shouldn't talk so loud. Uh, (laughs) She's still here and she's pregnant. You really don't want to talk so loud. My blanket fort will not withstand. 
All right. So we're like nine minutes in. Yeah, we're doing it. I've got an intro, so this is good. Now let's let's start a show. Are you ready? Oh, I thought we already started. That was our like cold cold open where we talk about lawn care for ten minutes. Yeah, no, that was definitely our cold open, but I haven't done the introduction. Hi. So we got to do the do 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 do. Oh. So then that plays for a little while, and then <laughs> I say three, two, one. <laughs> I like how we just have to run through how this works. Because we have, we don't remember. I am you very remember. formulaic. Mm. I have a system. Spend a abide lot of time it. with those kids, the autistic kids. Gotta yeah, have that I, my world thrives on structure. Yeah, everyone's does. Yeah, that's true. Okay, let's go. Let's go. My training works on all kids. Anyway, uh, <laughs> three, two, one. And welcome to episode 84 of the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. My name is Matt, and joining me today is my one and only, my favorite of the podcast hosts that I am not related to. It's Tiffany B. I feel like that was a backhanded compliment, but I'll take it. Hello. It was it was a pointed, accurate compliment. Okay. I'll get in trouble if I say that you're my favorite overall. I think we all know the real That'll answer. be the one episode Dan actually listens to. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, I saw you, uh, why you, you don't like me on the podcast, you know? No, but Dan is everybody else's favorite co-host, so it's fine. It's true. You've got one fan, it's me. <laughs> Dan has all the other fans, and I'm just here to keep the lights on. You're doing a you fantastic know? job. Not really, I, though. Mm, no. It's hard to make podcasts by yourself, Tiff. Zing. I'm always here. I know. I'm never playing uh, games, but I'm always here. <laughs> And we're going to test that theory today on how a show with just you and I goes, because Dan got in from Copenhagen yesterday and has difficulty reading his telephone. So we are here with just you and I, and we are going to talk about games of a variety, because there was some foreshadowing in the pre-show. And uh, we've got Origins coming up right around the corner. We are recording this just a few short days away. It's very exciting. From our travels out. Now you... Are also heading down on Wednesday? Yeah. Nice. I don't know what time. Okay. And I think I'm going to Uber in so I don't have to pay for parking. Really? Yeah. Well, it's like... It's not a bad idea. When you stay overnight, it's like $28 per mm-hmm. night. That's too Which much. Which is about the cost of an Uber? Right. <laughs> How far is your drive? Because your drive is like less than a half hour, right? It's like, yeah. It's definitely... It's like 15, 20 minutes depending on when. Wow. So I think I'm going to do that. Do you guys know what... Are you all coming in together? So, Kel and Ben and I are driving in, Mm. and we are staying with Craig and Tyler. We're at the Hilton, I think, which is, like, right across the street. Yeah, that's where Dan and I, and I don't know who else. Whoever else is in your room. Yeah, so we're all in the same hotel, which is cool. We could leverage that for some games. I do not know what Dan's doing. He was going to come down, but Dan Licata backed out, so... He's either flying or driving or something, but I did offer him a seat in our lovely vehicle. Mm. So he is welcome to drive in with us. We're headed in on Wednesday. 
So. Well, I guess I should probably talk to him about that then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's can speak English now because he's back in the country. Mm. No more Denmark. Did he roll in speaking like Danish or something? Like no, is that a thing? I think we we all know Dan. <laughs> he's getting those quote free Danish lessons. This quote free Danish lessons. Yeah. Uh. I don't know if he's using them. Oh, okay. I think they're expiring slowly, <laughs> right underneath his feet. Mm. So that, which means that those tax dollars are even less useful. Oh, because no one's using them. So sad. <laughs> I'm going to cry no. my libertarian tears now. Oh my goodness! So no Danish from him, uh, but no, not a whole lot from Dan at all. He doesn't even really speak English. He just kind of speaks mumble. He seems so. to be enjoying the beers, though. Like, before I logged yeah. out of Twitter indefinitely, I saw a lot of beer pictures. Yeah, no, he's he's got access to beer, like, within arm's reach at all times, apparently. So, and, like, good fancy craft beers, which is really... I've been jealous of it. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's a good deal. And then he, like, rides his, bikes pla- his bike places, so he doesn't even feel bad about it. I drink a beer and then ride my bike. It's like, you know. <laughs> Drinking and right driving, out. though. Seems dangerous. I, yeah, I don't know what the rules on that are. Seems like a bad idea, but I guess everything in moderation, Tiff. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, All right, fair enough. But anyway, yeah, so we're headed in Wednesday. Dan may or may not be in tow, but I think we'll all end up there He told me he was going to be there on Wednesday. I just yeah. don't know what time. I don't know how he's getting in. We should be there Probably leave around nine, get there around three. Sounds like the plan. Oh, that sounds so. great. That'll give me some time to arrange my life here at the house. You I, can sleep in. I used oh, I don't sleep in anymore. Oh. I've been getting up at five or five thirty consistently since school let out. And that's way earlier than I normally get up. You're like maximizing your free time though. Yeah, it's not on purpose though. I think I've just reached an age where <laughs> I just wake up. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's naturally. Yeah. I'm not setting an alarm. I just okay. wake up at 5.30. Do you, like, get out of bed and go... Yeah, I get drink up. Drink a coffee or something? I make or? breakfast. Yeah. Let the dogs out. Do, right. do some chores. Then watch some YouTube for about an hour. Like, it's kind of nice because I, be, I can be lazy and productive in the same day as the yeah. tweet that I put out about it before I decided Twitter's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> you get to about 7 o'clock and you've already done so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. All right, well, let's let's take half a second and unpack why Twitter is dead to you. Oh. T- Tiffany B, the inept gamer, at inept gamer, you might have been tweeting at her. She's not getting them, <laughs> as I learned. I just deleted the app for a while. It's not. Yeah, so you're, which is cool. Like I said, I sent you a text that said I I deleted my Facebook altogether. So I get the urge. Your account, your whole account. Yeah. Oh, my account is dead. Bold. I um part, yeah partially influenced because they were stealing all my data. But. Yeah, I have a hard time uh, with the idea of deleting my whole account. Yeah, and I, I would never delete my Twitter account. I've just put too much energy into it at this point. Yeah, for now. I mean, things could get to a point where I don't care anymore. I guess if I like, live without it for long enough. But I feel like same thing with Facebook. There are certain people that I'm connected with through those apps that I wouldn't mm-hmm. otherwise be. And maybe it doesn't really matter because I've deleted both apps at this point and I'm fine. Yeah. And in fact, it, it, it motivates me more to actually talk to people. Okay. Like real people. <laughs> oh, mm, that sounds I'm not gross. just like flexing on twitter or like i don't know commenting I like that flexing on twitter yeah i mean let's face it that's what twitter is for right? yeah 
Hey, look at this well, stuff I got. Look at what I can do. Look at this game yeah, look, I'm playing. Look what I ate. Look what I'm playing. Look at the exclusives I have. And I w- were you primarily like board game follower? Like, was your Twitter primarily a board game account, oh, or did you have some personal stuff too? All board okay. game. I have several Twitter accounts. I like to mm-hmm. I compartmentalize my life. <laughs> A lot. So I have... At inept gamer, at inept teacher, at inept (laughs) beer drinker. Like, she just... (laughs) Not quite that much. I do have one that I had to, like, a professional account that I had to start for one of the master's courses I was taking. So I have that. And, (laughs) like, I have one colleague that follows me there, which is hilarious. Nice. And and he's probably the only person who's ever tweeted at that account. And then, like, I had to tweet. I was, like, forced to tweet on that account for the class. Mm. But, uh, you know, that's my, like, it has my, like, it has a headshot as, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fancy. So, so that's, that's out there. And that's the one my kids, the students find. And they're like, you're mm-hmm. not on Twitter. I'm like, mm, you haven't found the real me. Kind of. Although well, I, now they, they listen to the show, Tiff. No, I, I had, that's how they found me on Twitter, too. Do they? Yeah, they found me there. It's fine. It's their kids that I trust. So hopefully yeah. that won't go crazy i mean it's not like there's anything on there that would be a problem but i just don't no. like interacting with kids outside of school but uh <laughs> for a lot of reasons yeah <laughs> um it's about to change but uh yeah so i have that and then i have an account where i tried out like being political online mm-hmm. i did that for like a half of a second how'd that go mm. Starting yeah. a new Twitter account sucks. I don't know how I ever talked myself into tweeting in the first place, but starting <laughs> one from scratch and like especially one that's like geared towards politics. Politics? No. Yeah. Yeah, I decided against that within a couple of weeks, so there's that. Did you did you create like a persona like were no. people interacting with you or was it just like you were into the void shouting? <laughs> well, I did it on purpose, so I was into the void shouting. Okay, I was like, like a like a little bit of a release sort of a situation where I was like, okay. oh, these that are things sense. that like I don't get to say to anybody except for yeah. me and my husband. So I'll just see what it's like out there. And I started yeah. following people that you know I didn't want politics and gaming intertwined on my on my Twitter. So I just kind of like I'm interested in politics now. So yeah. I don't know. I tried it out. I didn't really... It didn't do anything for me. I gotcha. So, Twitter is dead. None of these things worked for me, so... <laughs> I'm taking... <laughs> I'm just taking a break. I, and taking I, a leave of absence, yeah. There are a lot of people, I think, nowadays, do, like, taking a break from social media. It's... I heard people talking about it, like, being on social media and, like, the sort of, like, likes and stars and things, like, do the part of your brain that are like drug addicted parts mm-hmm. of, yeah so you know yeah and i did feel after i deleted those two apps like i was very cranky for a couple of days yeah yeah well i mean from a behavioral perspective because i can't help but think about life in that lens like if you think about attention maintained behavior you know that's one of the functions of behavior is to gain attention Social media kind of capitalizes on that. You've got non-contingent access to people's attention at all times, uh, which is not necessarily good because we tend to pursue activities that allow us to contact reinforcement most most frequently. So then all we do is sit on Twitter and post things that people will heart and like and reply to. It's, it's It's the like and subscribe phenomenon where you just like ask a dumb Instagram question <laughs> just to get people to engage. Like all you're doing is just trying to get 
the reinforcement hit. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I like to think that that's not what I'm doing. But if I look back at all my tweets, I'm like, "Mm." to some extent, Mm. it's the only reason we interact. Yeah. So it's not the only reason. I'm just trying to be a real person and interact Mm -hmm. with actual people. No offense. I mean, that's cool. To anybody that I interact with on Twitter, I probably miss you. Well, you know, it, it kind of lets you know, I don't know, it's not your real friends, that's the, not the right terminology, but the idea that it's it, it'll kind of distill who is actually present in your life and who is just this internet presence. Right. Like the people who reoccur, like if you go to Origins, the people that come find you in real life at Origins and be like, hey, I haven't seen you, or hey, you haven't been tweeting, like those people are the people that like, oh... These are the real relationships that I've formed. Yeah. So this versus is the this, other 700 people. This Origins is going to be a big test to see who my yep. real friends are. If, see you if you actually even like noticed. Tiff, when Tiff comes back to Twitter, she's going to delete everyone who hasn't said hi to her in person. I'm like that kid in school. Like, I don't know if you you have this, like, or have ever had this in your experience, but there, there are kids that every once in a while will not say anything for a day or two. Like, they just won't interact to with see teachers to see will. if anybody notices. No, yeah. notices. Yeah. So you're being a sad sack in the corner. That's what, what I am. Right yeah. Now. I want someone to pay attention to me. <laughs> no, I think it sounds like it's much more than that. I'm it's just not... trying to be healthy about my phone. Yeah. And I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm like leaving it in the house sometimes okay. and going on a walk. That's cool. I might be one I of did, those I weird like people idea. that get a flip phone just like to. To downgrade away from the technology. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the more I read and research about it, I'm like, this is maybe unhealthy. Well, to be fair, we don't know the long-term impacts. There's no longitudinal studies on cell phones. True. But because I they've only been around for some I years, also don't you know? want to be those people like that were like, oh, the telegraph is going to ruin all human communication. Because <laughs> that was a thing. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're like, afraid of books at some point. Like, you know. I've read Fahrenheit 451. I know what's up. All right. Yeah. So anyway. you can tweet at me and I will read the tweets probably eventually. I'm not like, I eventually. like Twitter. I just, it might be a fun thing that I do a couple if months If there ago. is anything pertinent, no 911 tweets. You can't send anything Nothing that's urgent. relevant. Try <laughs> Nothing urgent. To think do. out your tweet and what it might mean to me three months from now. <laughs> yep. Either, so you now, if you want to contact Tiff, either need to become good enough friends with her to get her phone number to find out where she lives or tweet at me, and then I will contact her and let her know. I have Everything, an email I'll be your, address. This, no this will turn email. off all of the uh, millennials. <laughs> an email? You can't just Snapchat me? I would like to point out that I'm technically a millennial, if you go by the dates. Oh, that's fair. I'm okay. on the fringes, so I, I'm allowed to say it. it. But I'll, no, I can, be your, uh, I can be your screener. That's fine. They, I like they that. They tag me in every tweet that they send to you, and I'll, I'll just like throw away the junk. I think and I'll let you know when something real happens. Trying to get more followers. That's a that's a decent strategy. Yeah, it beats trying to be personable and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at that either. All right. It's we... not my strong suit. All right, so Twitter, that's what's happening. It's good to know. Hey, this is this is real life related to this podcast. Sure. So everybody's let's talk like, about... where is Dan? This is awful. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, everyone. If you like Dan, this is not the show. <laughs> Because it's, it's very different. Uh, he, I, I don't know what he's doing right now. He's probably playing with his son. That's fine. So his son, my nephew, loves Pokemon cards, it turns out. I heard I have about a feeling, this. I have a feeling within the next like year or two, Dan's going to be playing Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's going to be like wait. a tournament Pokemon player. Yep. 
it's going to be great. Because he actually, I have a feeling he would like it because he likes those games. Yeah. He just doesn't want to commit. Right. Yeah, but if he has a good reason to. Yeah. And your progeny usually is a good reason to do it. And you have a seven-year-old staring at you. Papa, can we play Pokemon? Exactly. I guess I got to play. You want to learn how to play L5R, Tristan? I'll teach you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's perfect. That's fine. And in the same, I don't know if you, well, no, because you're not on Twitter. You probably didn't hear. In FFG News, Tiff, Mm. Android Netrunner is dead. I knew it. I knew it would die. It's a terrible game. No one likes it. What? (laughs) What? I'm so sad. It's like my number one game of all time. It's gone. But isn't it kind of satisfying that you won't have to collect anymore? Isn't it kind of nice that you won't have to keep scooping up card after card? You can just, you can get everything now and you can be done. There is something nice about that. And the card pool's big enough. But I'm just sad because it's such a good game. And it sounds like they got blindsided by Wizards of the Coast. Mm. The speculation is that Wizards of the Coast is like, oh, you know what? We're just going to take our game back and make it ourselves. Oh, dear. Yeah. Which I don't know if that would work out for them or not. I feel like not. So, but I mean, when you rip a game out from under people, it's a fairly popular game. I I'd say. recognize that there are probably people that like the game. <laughs> Wrongly. But you also say that it is a terrible game. It is a terrible so, game. It's not fun. That's about all the board gaming news that I know. Mm. I, was, <laughs> I was talking to someone about like Origins, and they're like, so what are you looking forward to picking up? I'm like, I don't know. Like I, my plan is to go in like I normally go in pretty cold anyway. Like I will scan yeah. that titles only list and make a list of things to watch, and we'll go through our list here. I haven't done that, and I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to sit down and play games with people, and if I like something, I may or maybe not buy it. I feel like I want to make you do that here on the air. <laughs> like scroll down the list and tell me the first box art that looks cool to you. Oh, box art. I usually yeah, go, like, I'm just, not used to having the pictures. But This is Orgi- Origins Game Fair 2018 preview. It's on BGG. You can click the button so that they're all revealed. Yeah, okay. You go to the bottom of the list. I'm on Let's the A. See. I'm on A. They're all revealed. What do you mean? Like every title? Yeah, all Show 254. All, oh my God. Yep. This might take a minute. So you're just going to scroll and tell me what box art looks cool to you. I'll do the same. Okay, here we go. I'm still I'm still looking. <laughs> this might take... This is not good radio, this scrolling... One week ultimate werewolf come. Looks terrible. On, Get out of here. There are four werewolf games in a row on this list. Okay. And they are all coming out from Bezier games. <laughs> Whistle Stop expansion? I haven't even played Whistle Stop. Do you you realize yeah. I'm at least a year behind in what most people are doing? As I far thought as you played that go. at PAX, I guess not. No, no. Shaky Manor is apparently gonna be cool. That got nominated I for was a Kinderspiel to Yaris. Yeah, these blue orange games look interesting yeah but nothing's like popping out at me like must have hold on no undertow council four a lot of these games are already out oh are they yeah like uh, this all the simon stuff is already out it's so weird to go in and not know anything yeah Ooh, what more about dc battle wizards guys that's what exciting battle wizards epic spell wars of the battle wizards oh, 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 oh. they still make that game yeah and you're still excited about it? <laughs> that game Get is not a good game. It's I like that game the same way I like my horror movies. It's just yeah. garbage and I enjoy it. That's fair. Are you into the Rollin' Rights now? Are you like a Rollin' Right person? Rollin' Rights work for me because you can play them solo most of the time. Because um, Welcome 2 is coming out, which is supposed to be good. Okay. 
And so is Steamrollers, which is actually already out, but that's a Stronghold game. Oh, that's going to be at Origins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Fleet the Dice Game? <gasps> yeah. Wow. Fleet the Dice Game. My poor Fleeple friends. Tiff is like, yeah, okay. Well, Fleet I mean, don't get me wrong. Game. Fleet the Dice Game is probably the one I'm going to like the most. I mean, I like yeah. Fleet. I'm not saying, you know, sorry, Matt and Ben. But, like, my my <laughs> Fleet enthusiasm is somewhat waned over the... Yeah. How long has it been since Fleet was on Kickstarter? It's been a little while. Hmm. Legends of Sleepy Hollow will be there. Yes. I'm looking. And, I mean, maybe, like, I, I've considered this. That, like, I've, I've, do, I've been doing board games hardcore for long enough that nothing is really unexpected anymore. Yeah. I haven't seen a theme. What is this? Oh, something got our attention. This is a weird thing. What is it? Holding on the troubled life of Billy Kerr. What company is that from? Hub Games. Hub Games. It's got a picture. I the good radio here. The picture is a picture of a man in a hospital bed with like, you know, the oxygen tubes. Yep. Yeah. That got my attention because it's, it's a cooperative, cooperative worker placement game. And it has a memory component. Okay. That's weird. I'll bite. Okay. I clicked it interested. It looks pretty slick. The artwork looks yeah. good. I, I just don't even know what that would be about. Okay. We're going to keep scrolling. Come back to you. Look. Look. We're doing, we're doing what I normally do like in real time. Yeah. This is great. I usually don't have anyone to talk to about it. <laughs> I don't know a lot of like... If these games aren't out yet, I'm not aware of a lot of them. You know what I I so yesterday we I undertook a large project where in our house we have like the dining room which has two like they're billies from IKEA mm-hmm. um, full of board games and then next to that is like a useless living room that pretty much every house has now like it's your front room it's like your sitting room it, yeah. it, it it's weird shaped and it's not good for anything. <laughs> So, <laughs> yep. so we have four more billies in there, and that's my collection. What we've done is we've rearranged to put a TV in that room, and we got a new like TV stand to put every console that we have, gaming console that we have in there. Yeah. So I had to clean out some some things that I had like just laying around. Like I have yeah. this storage ottoman that I just kind of throw stuff into board game bits <laughs> and pieces, and I have so many expansions really for things just like small things like kickstarter rewards and things that i've picked up you know bgg like little promos, promos and stuff oh yeah. my god i so i got like a bin and i have a bin like a large tote full of promos and expansions and it is so overwhelming to me How? could you have sorted them into the games i could but it takes some time oh that's fair and we were i was really keen on getting everything set up because i gotcha i mean the the motivation is i, I bought a switch yes so and we had a lot of our consoles set up downstairs in the basement yeah. but for whatever reason like when we go down there it's like to retire for the evening and watch a movie i'm I just that, not yeah. like i'm not like video games so i was playing i had like i started just bringing them one by one up into our guest bedroom and playing them because <laughs> like the basement has windows but it's dark and it's just like it's yeah. like nap time down there I, I cannot no matter how many lights i turn on yeah. feel energized in that room so i started bringing stuff upstairs my husband's like what are you doing <laughs> so we we rearranged and now i have 
every like all of my Nintendo consoles from NES to Switch in one place, hooked up to the TV, ready to go. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty pretty. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Nintendo games once we make it through this list because I want to know what you're what you're getting into. I see the reprint of Eclipse. Yeah, I you know, saw they're like that. Redoing that whole thing. I'm not gonna participate. <laughs> no. I have my old Eclipse, and honestly, like this is a huge step for me in a weird direction. And I I remember looking at other gamers doing this back when I started and being like, that's weird. But yeah. I all of my memories and nostalgia and what I like about Eclipse is attached to that edition of Eclipse. I don't want a new one. I don't That's fair. even if it's streamlined and has better minis and all this stuff, like mm-hmm. I this is the one that I have. All right. So, well, you know, don't let me rock the boat. And I collected for it and this is just how I feel. I don't know. I guess I don't know. No. It's, that's I, that's cool. This uh <laughs> they've got the two Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. They've got the two leader games up for demo. They'll have Root and Vast. Mm. I don't know. Did you ever play Vast? Did you ever get around to that no, one? No. I mean, from what I understood about Va- Vast is that it wouldn't be a very good game for me. And yeah. my group is very rules adverse mm. in general. Like, none of us like reading rules or teaching rules. That's why our game group died. Yeah. <laughs> we just I got you. We need that one person. So if you're out there in Ohio and you love rules. <laughs> oh, Thornwatch is going to be up for sale. That's a big deal. What's that's the uh, the Penny that. Arcade game. There, they did that big Kickstarter. It's got really cool looking art, but it's like this crazy open ended adventure game. Mm. Three to six players, thirty to one hundred and eighty minutes. Holy that's bizarre. Moly. What I'd you be just interested described just to see is it. the opposite of anything that I would ever want to play <laughs> at this point. In my... You're gonna have to do a lot of editing of all this scrolling. Oh, that's fine. I go, I go through the whole episode anyway, Tiff. Do you? Yeah, every time. I need to try the mind. I feel like I'm going to buy it just to play it. I have so many Explorers of the North Sea things. Oh, my God. I, they keep making they them, keep man. Making human. I keep buying them because I can't they stop just... now. I don't know. I'm never. You buy Explorers or you buy Raiders or... Anything. Anything in that world. I okay. Have. Just anything in that world. Anything with Miko art. Yeah. I can't I say you. no to it. I don't know. There's a lot of Miko art out there. Yeah. There's some uh, some Queen Games offers... Looks like Merlin will be for sale finally. They'll have Luxor, which is a Canner, no, which is a Spieldesiaris nominee. Pioneers. I just, I can't get behind Queen Games. Yeah. Tiff. I just can't do it. I don't every know. Every time I see them. I don't have anything necessarily against Queen Games, but I know that I won't buy their games at a convention. It's kind of how I feel about Stronghold. I Like, they will make good games and I will buy them, but not at a convention. Yeah. Like, later when they are 50% off. Yeah. A lot of this stuff I'm just scrolling right past. That's what I mean. I'm just... uh, And maybe I'm just, like, now, like, oh, look at me. I'm not into any games, but... Memore is there. My brain is just oversaturated with stuff. And I I look at things and I'm like, I have stuff downstairs that has been sitting on the shelf for probably two, three years unplayed. Yeah. And I just have a hard time... Uh, moving past that now, whereas before I could just be like, I'll get to it eventually. And now I know that I'm not going to get to it. I'm not. There are games that are in my collection right now that I may never play. No, don't. That, no. Yeah. You gotta play them eventually, unless you bought them just to, like, collect them. Well, I know. I'm qu- I'm questioning the logic of that <laughs> these days. I used like, to be I like, have I want this, and I like it for yeah. the artwork, and, and it doesn't matter. But now, I'm kind of like, mm. I want this to have a purpose in my life besides just looking pretty. 
I do like this game at the very bottom of the list, Maiden's Quest, only because the cover is like a damsel in distress at the top of a tower beating the crap out of an orc, which is hilarious. And the tagline is, take matters into your own hands. This lady is not effing around. She's empowered. Yeah. She's getting it. She don't need no man. Which is pretty funny. And then, like, the graphic design looks awful because it's a WizKids game, so then I move on from there. (sighs) Well, that's the other thing. I'm I'm no longer, like, lulled in by just cover art either. Yeah. What is this? Visitor in Blackwood Grove. Partnerships, pattern recognition, deduction, puzzle. Resonim games. Three to six players. I don't know. That's Uh that's usually a no-no for (laughs) for me. But aliens. Aliens are cool. It's an asymmetric two versus many inductive reasoning game in which one player, the visitor, makes up a secret rule like things that contain metal to determine which objects can pass through the force field. The other players, agents and the kid, try to figure out the rule by seeing which objects pass through the force field and which don't. It's like some weird E.T. style story where the alien befriends the kid and there's a government agency after them. I'm going to admit this. I've never watched E.T. all the way through. Well, that's okay. Okay. I'm not it's judging five you five to here. 15 minutes. <laughs> this game. Oh. This is a weird game. I can find... But okay. I can still find weird games very easily. Yeah, it's just like a... Yeah, you were drawn to this one. Yeah, you can see like you just have cards with objects on them and you lay them down and they'll tell you whether or not they can go through the force field. This one? How about this one? This one? Nope. This one? Nope. This one? Nope. This one? Nope. Nope. Yes. I win. The the pineapple can go. Oh. See, I don't know. That's unfortunate. All right. I'm going to go back to this dying dude game. Okay. So that's what we've determined. I've gone through the whole list and I've determined, I declare definitively the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers is unexcited for the Origins release. <laughs> you know, it, and it, I think it's also different when you're actually there. Like, yes. I, and, and Origins is the one show where I'll go and do demos. Yeah. So I will probably get excited about some of these things unexpectedly. Ooh, now we're talking here. 45 to 60 minutes playing time. Two to four players. Murder mystery. Holding on, The Troubled Life of Billy Kerr is a cooperative game where players work as a nursing staff tasked with providing care for the terminally ill. I'm in love right now. This is dark, Tiff. It's dark. It is dark. That's like my... That's just weird. That's a theme you've never seen. That is a theme we've never seen. I mean, that's the thing. I scroll through and I'm like, I have Vikings. I have pirates. I, have, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, you. Mm-hmm. how many of these games do I really need? And zombie games are the one thing that I keep going back to. But yeah, yeah, this is very different. Your latest patient has been rushed in following a massive heart attack and a flight from Sydney to London. When the game begins, all you know is this. His name is Billy Kerr. He's 60 years old and he has been given days to live. Players must work together to provide Billy with appropriate care, responding to medical emergencies while gaining his trust. This is like house the game. Yes. Hello. If you drink during it, it will be house the game. (laughs) I think you have to pop Vicodin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't do drugs, kids. This is such a strange concept. I'm in. I'm in on that. That's it. That's all I need. There we go. Tiff found what she needs. And it's a game about a dying guy. Is it going to be demo only? Yes, demo only. That's okay. You just get in there. Tell them how much you love it. <laughs> I'll be there for the first day of the Kickstarter. Is this a demo for a Kickstarter? Oh. I don't know. 
Uh, sad. I'm also face. a little done with Kickstarter. I mean, I've been done with Kickstarter for a long time, but now I'm really yeah. done with it. So, not a whole lot that we're necessarily searching out for now. I'll walk the hall. I'll probably find some games to buy. That's fine. But I've heard other podcasters say that there there's a lot of demo and not a lot of actual releases. Is that yeah accurate? It well, it seems like there was just a big wave this past week and about two weeks ago. There was a big wave of releases. Mm. So if you're releasing your games as close to Origins, that's what you'll have on sale, typically. So there's been a lot of the new Renegade titles, and like there's been a lot of oh FFG's not there, so that doesn't matter. But you know some new Z-Man releases and all of these different things. There, people are just not necessarily timing their games around Origins, which they never have. Like this is this is not a new conversation. So I feel like Origins is growing to the point where you could do that, though. No? You easily could. I think you could. It just doesn't have the fanfare that Gen Con has that, like, maybe PAX Unplugged might have again. I'm not really sure what's going to happen with that convention, but... I don't think I'm going to Gen Con. No? I don't know. I'm I'm not either, but that's because I'll have a newborn. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Or, ju- or just about to have a newborn. Like, once we hit August, that baby can fall out at any time, so <laughs> I gotta be on hand. To catch it? Yeah, to catch it. That's how it works, so... kids. <laughs> But so is there anything that you are interested in playing? Have you heard anything like do you have any of those unplayed games in your closet that you want to bring like one of and make sure you get played? I'm not bringing um, anything. Yeah, (laughs) I never bring anything. I just I I know you don't. I like going unencumbered. I hate I'm like very noncommittal when it comes to conventions. I don't like being tied down to anything. and And that includes even playing games sometimes. Okay. So, yeah. um, I know Copac is bringing a lot of roll and rights that I haven't played, yeah. and I'm kind of pumped up about that because those I can play on my own. And since board games have not really been a thing, and it's summer, so I don't even have my board game club to play with. Yeah, that might be something I'm looking into. So, like, I have Lagrange No Siesta and Castles of Burgundy, the dice game, and Dice Stars. But yeah. he's bringing Nachmal, Kriblin. These are weird German titles. Ganschen, yeah. Klaver. That's the that's the Speed of Shiars nominee. Yeah. Um, Steamrollers. Okay, he'll have Steamrollers? Good, I want to play that. So, yeah, I want to check these out. He's bringing Istanbul the Dice Game. So okay. I'm interested yeah, in that. Yeah, just came out. So I know I'll be trying out a lot of Kopak. Yeah. A, a lot of Kopak games, but... Other than that, I don't have really big plans. Is there anything you think I should play? I don't know. Like, have you... I'm trying to think of how far back... At least a year. ...your plays go. Like, have you gotten to play Azul? Nope. That should probably be something that you try out. And we were talking last time, like, Heaven and Ale. I feel like you should probably give a whirl. I'm going to write these if down. You can... Okay. <laughs> Break out your pen and paper. Yeah, I think... Like, you should definitely try Azul if you haven't, just to see... You should de- don't play it with Dan. He's sick of it. Uh, you should definitely play Heaven and Ale, which should be an easy one to get played. I'm gonna bring Welcome to Centerville, which is a dice game, a little bit meatier. I feel like you told me about that, and I was interested. Yeah, yeah. So either I can teach it to you, or I can hand it off, and you guys can try it. Okay. Um, like I know that those are floating around. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff. I'm looking through like my recent plays. I have like Altiplano, which is from the Orleans designer. I'd like to try. I have... What else do I have? I'm blanking. I have Clans of Caledonia, 
if you haven't played like that's a bit meatier that's that's a little bit towards the heavy side you know like what i'm really worried Mystica. about is like what? is my brain even going to be able to play board games in, now in gaming mode <laughs> like yeah. i've been playing lighter games and rpgs with my board yeah. game club so i like it's been a while since i played something mm-hmm. cla- that you could classify as meaty yeah i'm worried i think I'm afraid. maybe you'll get in the swing we just have to build you up Either that, yeah. or I'm just going to get crushed, and my self-esteem is going to... I'm going to leave. Just you just have to home. flex the gaming muscles, you know? You got to get back in shape a little. It's fine. I'm sure it'll be fine, but I'm used to crushing teenagers, you know? Yeah. That- wow, that's fair. <laughs> Dan just ordered a bunch of games. I don't know when they're getting in, but he got uh, Dragon Castle, which is like a Mahjong-style little puzzle game that you might dig, and Way of the Panda. Pandas are good. Which is some kind of... Yeah, Simon, like thematic euro with pandas i don't know okay i could get down with that yeah there there will be plenty to play i'm sure you'll just be like whatever (laughs) i'll just play what's on the table that's kind of where i'm going with it and i i don't think that that's so bad like i i look back on previous origins where it's like you're stressed out to get down into that hall as fast as possible and i like i've drawn maps like of my route through the thing and i look back on that now and i'm like i cared a lot like maybe a little too much a little intense. I was, I'm. I'm. I don't really usually do things half-assed. Yeah. I'm. I'm really intense on most things that I do, so it's kind of <laughs> going to be an interesting experience to not be. So you'll, you know, you'll be branching out, trying something new. That's the go with the flow. Tip. That's right. Here I go. <laughs> I don't know. Like personal growth. I think it's a. I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. No, I'm down with it. Like I like the idea of a stress-free origins i i like i mean we are not remotely popular or in tune enough to be like the people running around having get-togethers and having events and and meeting with publishers and i'm okay with that like when i think about it i listen to some shows i'm like man i wish we were a big show i wish like people wanted to hang out with us i wish people wanted to give us games and host meetups and things like that and then but that's so much obligation yeah, it's it's a lot of work. Like game, like it, I mean, it's just like you know, I'm a music teacher. There was a point where I was just as passionate about music as I, yeah. I was about board games, and and then it becomes your job, and it just it's mm-hmm. not that I don't love music. Still, I still love it. It's just it's in a different way. It's like the difference between dating and, and marriage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I'm no longer trying to woo people. <laughs> I am firmly married to board gaming, so I go and sweatpants and (laughs) (laughs) athleisure man yeah so i'm cool like especially because cal well one cal's coming which she always comes but she isn't like a run around and meet people she likes when i sit at the table and i'm like i know that person and that's that person that she likes hearing that stuff because it's fun doesn't she go out and do other things in the city during the convention yeah i'm we've got the car so she'll what go go do something maybe go take a walk could be I don't know. Probably not, though. At, at this <laughs> at this point, I don't know how much she'll be doing. I know the plan is for her to like park in the market and just eat pretzels for like nine straight hours. But that sounds good. That's for the baby's benefit, you know. You got to you gotta for eat, the baby. Got to eat the pretzels for the baby. <laughs> but like, it's definitely going to be like food related. I don't even know since we're all in the same hotel. That could be good. If I. If I don't end up like playing, especially because the open gaming situation, like if I don't end up in the hall, if we just like play in the hotel, I'm down with that. That's cool. Yeah. So it's going to be like in a space, not in my room, but like at a table. It's fine. I don't care either way. Yeah. 
Well, did you hear? Apparently, they've got some open gaming. They released some open gaming thing. They said we don't want people to have to play games on the floor, so they well, announced that they would have. They announced that they would have two open gaming areas, and I think one of them fits like eighty people, and one fits like one hundred and twenty people. Well, that's better. That's a step in the right direction. For your 40,000-person convention. Right. I mean, as the convention grows, you're just going to have more people on the floor. So it's it's not a bad choice to maybe... Just stop charging people to play on tables that won't kill you. Right. You know? The boardroom was... I. There was one year that I did the boardroom, and when it was a closed-off, actually private space... Yeah. It was a cool thing, and they had food and giveaways, and it mm-hmm. felt more like... A thing to pay for. Yeah, a thing that was worth as opposed to, As opposed to a three-foot-high fence that's like, you can't go over there. I'm special. You can see See everything. this rope? Yep. <laughs> can't cross it. I paid my $20. I mean, the cab's library is good, and if you're not... If you don't hang out with people that buy games, which has never been a problem for me, uh, then it makes sense. If you don't hang out with people who buy games... Come hang out with us, and that problem will be solved. Make new friends. <laughs> if you want to play the new titles of Origins, I've got a group for you. <laughs> All right, let's talk. I want to know, because you did mention it briefly. Mm. That's Origins. We'll be there. Come find us. I want to know how your D&D came, campaign wrapped up. <laughs> well, okay. Not D&D. You weren't playing D&D. It, no. How did your RPG campaign It was the end of the world RPG. Yes. Um, <laughs> did I, I told you that we're playing with, like, 12 kids or something like 12 people or something and a lot of people sit around and i mean it got better like as as the as i got used to that concept well first of all i'm learning to gm from scratch with no direction at all yeah other than the book that i have yeah and second of all it's not typical to do that with 10 players too many people. So, like... <laughs> Teenagers at that. Yeah. Or preteens. So, like, I'll plan out some things. I started out being very detailed in my planning, but they, a lot of times, will completely circumvent my plan. <laughs> They're too unpredictable teenagers, they are. Um, but, so, I, 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 I would have... Now, when I go in, I just have a general idea... I have a couple of locations that maybe I want to kind of steer them towards, but maybe they won't go there and I'll just forget about those because it happened a lot. Yeah. Like in in this, like in this zombie one, I had a whole scenario where they go to the, the, like the police station and that there's, there's like a a police officer locked in a cell begging them to, you know, like, and, and they didn't Mm -hmm. even like think to go to the police once they're like in this scenario, their teachers are loading kids into ambulances and zombifying them and, and all sorts of weird things. And they didn't think once to appeal to authority in any way. What does that say about our society? I don't know, but, (laughs) but so I stopped doing like very elaborate things. I just, Mm -hmm. I I have a list of characters that I can insert and a list of locations where those characters could be. That's what I've got. And that worked a lot better. And they they decided to finally, like, as a group, like, they would go off, like, we're going to do, I finally made them just like, what are you going to do? Are you going to go with him? And so they had mm-hmm. little groups, and we did it a little bit better that way. And gotcha. at the end, they all kind of came together in this, like, gigantic pep rally scenario. Yeah. Where, like, these... I, I dropped a bomb on them. Well, they, I, it was supposed to be a bomb, but then they figured it out, which is great. Um, <laughs> where, where it was an actual bomb. Yeah. Well, the the, the first person they encountered 
um, his parents were like these zombie leader type people, and they mm-hmm. took over the school and became the new principals after they nice. zombified the real principals. And so, like their their final encounter with them, they had to like it was kind of I I set it up as like a puzzle. So they had mm-hmm. to have certain like talismans and things, and okay. uh, cool. I don't remember exactly what happened because it was pretty chaotic because <laughs> they kept we have and we also have different kids every week. Like some someone forgets oh, okay. every time, and sometimes that person might have a really critical piece of thing that they needed to solve the puzzle. So <laughs> solid. So in the end, they 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 defeated these zombie masters with the power of friendship, as they put it. Fantastic. And there were rainbows and unicorns, and it, it they it was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, they had a good time. I think. I hope they want to do it again. Yeah, uh, over the summer via Discord. So wild. I think over Discord it'll be better because yeah. you know you can have like rooms. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, you can like partition people out. Yeah. So I think that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna try. Um, there are four books in yep. the series, so there's like the the zombie apocalypse one there's mm-hmm. an aliens one there's um th- machine yeah rise of the gods. machines and we're gonna do the gods one this time cool. that's what they wanted i'm like the one that i really feel ill-equipped to do thanks guys yeah. they don't just know just do norse mythology it's fine yeah yeah well th- that's the easy one. that that one i actually did take a course oh, yeah. <laughs> in scandinavian literature there you go. So I like that. I might be You're okay good. on that. So we're gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna try to get that started after Origins. Cool. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna give it a go on Discord and see how that. Works. What time are we meeting? <laughs> oh, you want to be part of the? <laughs> no, I can't have any adults in there to see how bad a GM I am. No, it sounds like it's funny because I like trying to GM. I've read some things about like how to GM, and it sounds like you've come on your own to all of the conclusions that these tip sheets give you of like stop planning (laughs) just have your gear components ready to slot in whenever you know have your ideas but don't write anything on paper oh that's you know all of yeah all the gm advice is don't commit because to run a good session you need to give the players autonomy and if you railroad them too much then you're not doing what you need to be doing so it sounds like you've actually become a very good gm which is cool I, i i wouldn't go that far because as you know winging it is not my forte yeah but i'm getting better at improvising i wouldn't ever go as far to say as i'm actually like proficient at it in any way but um this this one might go better now that i'm letting go of some of those things i yeah i think that that's really cool Um, it's crazy that you're gonna do it again well and the the thing about it is is there's like i gave my phone number to one kid in the group who i can trust yeah and i was like text me and if you guys really want to do this over the summer and i'm thinking they're kids they're gonna get out of school and forget all about me that did not happen and not only that but all of them want to do it again it's not just i was like oh it'll be more manageable because even if they do contact me over the summer it'll be four or five of them it will not be 12 it's 15 kids it's all of them they all want to do it. kids you don't even know (laughs) they all were these other high schoolers so yeah that's it's gonna be fun i think i hope I, yeah, are you excited to, to keep going? Like, Well, I like the idea of doing it in Discord because it really did kind of mess up things for Board Game Club for to have me running an RPG. Yeah. Because it was all of my 8th grade students were involved in that RPG. And then I have like four 7th graders, which is a nice number for them to play a game. But they probably wanted to mm-hmm. play some games with me. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we just, towards the end of the school year, like I was hoping to wrap things up. And every time I would have an ending scenario where they could wrap things up, they circumvented it. And we just did not finish until the very, I was like, this is happening now. <laughs> you are finishing it now today. And it happens. Yeah. So my next year, board game club will go back to being a board game club. And that will be nice because I want to play board games too. And my the seventh graders that I have are, I mean, they're good. They're they're good at they're pretty good at games. One of them could possibly be into reading rules, so we might be okay. okay. We might be okay. Yeah. I didn't recruit any sixth graders this year. You're fading too. <laughs> Don't do it. Well, I you know, I kind of just got behind. This year moved by really fast. Um, and I yeah. usually like put out some emails and and post posters and things like that. And I just it kind of slipped by, and board game club was in full swing. And then I was like, do I really want to bring in a bunch of newbie sixth graders in the middle of all yeah. of this? It's probably not fair. So yeah, yeah next, that makes sense. But the thing is, is some of my orchestra kids are like, why are there so many board games in this orchestra room? They like it took them all year to notice, but they finally did notice. And maybe like maybe sixth grade, I don't know. Maybe sixth graders don't need to be a board game club. I don't know. I mean, that could be yeah, that could be a thing. Maybe I start like let them get adjusted to life, right? And and maybe recruit try to gear it more towards seventh graders. I, there's no way to really exclude a grade level in a middle school, but uh, yeah, because I I find that they. Yeah. And I wonder if anybody else out there that started a middle school club where you have multiple grade levels, they really like self-segregate into grade level and the grade mm-hmm. levels hate each other <laughs> with my kids. Like, oh, those sixth graders are so annoying. I'm like, you were sixth graders like a year ago. Yeah. And this is how you work, too. They they can't. You have to force them to work together. Yeah. I mean, I can. It's not undoable. I mean, I. Yeah. But. Yeah, they just don't choose that. No, they would never choose that. Wild. That's super cool. I'm jealous that you're playing RPGs and I'm not. It's weird. That's weird. Of all the people, I need to find some kids <laughs> <laughs> and teach them how to play this devil game. Well, and D&D. I worry about that too. Like, that's the other reason that this Discord might be the better place for it is because, like, not many RPGs. There aren't many, like, really super wholesome, like, family-friendly topics in RPGs. Yeah, I mean, generally, they're about... Especially that that zombie one, like, has some really dark scenarios in it. Yes, it does. Like, I didn't do that. And I, I, and no, I took out, like, all the... Like, I didn't let them kill anybody. Yeah, yeah. So I sanitized it quite a bit and made it pretty family-friendly. And that's, like, an interesting challenge, actually. It is, yeah, to keep things... Appropriate. They have to defeat zombies with their wits. Yeah. Not brute force. Which I guess like that system in general, like fighting machines, you know, <laughs> you could do that. You unplug them, you, you throw water on them. Right. You try to reprogram like that's not hostile. And then gods, you can't kill a god. That's you got an easy cop out. You can't kill a god. Right. So you got to find a way to, <laughs> to defeat them. Yeah. So, so that's cool. It, yeah. It's that's that's what's fun about it. So we'll see. We'll see how gods go. And, and if that works out, maybe we'll do some aliens. Yeah. Keep chugging along. Yeah. There's a there's a system called Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop. And that huh? is Tales from the Loop. And it's uh it's been pitched as like a, a Stranger Things style. Like it's set in the 80s. Oh, they would love that. And it's about a, like a small band of kids trying to deal with the supernatural. I'm putting it on my origins list. <laughs> I haven't read it per se, but it it sounds like it's more a mystery 
problem solving setting than a fight and kill setting well the thing about this zombie one is they like in the end of the world you Mm -hmm. you have all the things that are on you right yeah when you start and so the first day that we were creating their characters which are based on them they're like Mm -hmm. can i have this protractor like they had all this (laughs) like (laughs) Mrs. Bartell, do you have any tools in your room? Can I take your tools as part of my... I have a cello. Right. Like, And then they're talking about like taking the end pins out of cellos and things like this. So like they were mm. gearing up weapons and they, they had plans for some destruction. Yeah. I'm like, no. That's good. Like one kid yeah. got bitten by a zombie and they're like, can we amputate his arm? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, you can't. Not how it works. Not how it works. <laughs> can we bite him back? Right. No. So so I stripped it of all violence and kept it school appropriate. So okay. uh we'll see how long That's cool. I can Are these um I don't remember are these kids now moved on from you? Yeah, yeah. Is there any this might be too big a question, like your ethical considerations are still there as a human, but less so as their teacher. Like you're technically not their teacher anymore. Can you push the envelope? Not that you would, but yeah, I, I've considered you that. You could get away they're with it. They're older, right? Like they're in high yeah, school. So high school so now. now we can maybe be. A, I, I can feel a little bit more comfortable with some of that, but still, like as I mean, I'm still their teacher, whether or not I'm actually yes, teaching you are, them. Exactly. So exactly. I probably won't. But Miss B's off the chain now. You're not my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably won't. I'm excited because I think at the end of the year, they were kind of sad that they were moving on from Board Game Club. And I'm glad that we're finding yeah. a way to keep them going. And they're talking about starting a Board Game Club once they That's get to cool. high school. So it's kind of yeah. nice. And yeah. we'll see how it goes. I don't know what what will happen. Like once they're like 17, if, they, if we keep going, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. then maybe. But they're still when you graduate high school we can play a game where you kill someone (laughs) right (laughs) then you can kill an orc but i have i mean i have kids that i've taught and they've left high school it's like i remember i had this group of seventh graders who they're like what's your steam name mrs bartell i'm like i'm not telling you my steam name (laughs) you want to play fortnite miss bartell right well i always tell them when they ask about fortnite that fortnite's for babies and a real man plays PUBG. <laughs> grow up, grow up and play PUBG like an adult. <laughs> but uh, which I just do to troll them. It's really fun to watch the reaction. But um, oh, you don't have thirty dollars, do you? <laughs> Sucks to be you. Got to play the free one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. So they, but those kids, those seventh graders, remembered that and asked me for my Steam name mm-hmm. the day they graduated high school. <laughs> well, so now you have a whole Counter Strike team. <laughs> So that's cool. <laughs> oh, he wouldn't. No one wants to be on my Counter Strike team. It's bad. I'm bad at yeah. Bad at shooting games, but I like them. If you don't play Overwatch, I'll play Overwatch. No, with you too. I don't think so. Okay. That's not my jam. Well, let's. Uh, I if you like board games, turn off the show now because I want to. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't think that's the way. You, we are now going to no. talk about video games, I think, is what Matt's saying, because I don't play board games now. So I, I play a lot of board games. I play a lot of video games. I know this episode didn't have like a what we've been playing kind of deal, because in the last couple of weeks, I've played a lot of Crokinole and Skull, and like I've played a bunch of things. Not a lot of stuff that you'd be terribly excited about. I have played Feudum, which I guess I'd rather talk about Feudum when Dan's not around, so he doesn't criticize oh. me for buying Feudum, but... What's Feudum? You want to hear about Feudum, Tiff? Yeah, go ahead. You know what Feudum is? No, I have That big Kickstarter game. Oh, Kickstarter, right. Take take two seconds and look it up on BGG. 
because you might recognize it when you see the ridiculous box cover. No, I didn't see this. I mean, I've really been out of it. I can't stress enough how out of board games I am. And I'm not, it's not because I don't want to play, by the way. This game was a very popular Kickstarter game. It's a Euro game mm. with a heavy theme, as you can see. Like, it's got a strong art presence. You see cubes. But it's a lot of cubes. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of management. Uh, it's card-based gameplay. Basically, you have 11 different action cards. You pick four of them, and you execute those actions. Mm. And on the board, what you're trying to do is control various territories, which give you control of guilds. So if I control farms, I can control the farmer's guild. If I control uh, these things with merchants, I can control the merchant guild. And then those guilds give you different powers. Like you can use the guild to buy and sell goods for points and things like that. So everything kind of scores you points. There is a fighting system where you can take over other people's lands. If you ever control a feudum, you're indebted to the queen. And you have to go fight for her. So there's like, a, yeah, there's a lot of weird pieces. This game has been criticized largely because it's, it feels very piecemeal. Mm. There's a lot of different components that feel tacked on. And I agree with that after playing two times. It's also been criticized because of the long teach. This game took me 45 minutes to teach both times I played oh, it. Oh, dear God. And I, did you play I with two different groups see. or did I, you have to read? Me and Kel played. Yeah, I had to reteach it. I played it with Kel and then I played with Kel and Steve. So I had to teach Steve the second time. What I found is that with both Kel and Steve, I burned through, like I explained the action cards and said, let's figure it out. Let's just like sandbox it. Mm. So I just explained the tools and then said, you'll figure out how to score points on your own. It just wasn't worth going into everything because it takes so long. It's a very cool game. It's very pretty. I like the, the graphic color design. Scheme. Yes, the color scheme and the artwork I think is very cool. The graphic design is problematic. <laughs> it's a busy game, as Dan would say. Like it inhibits your ability to interact with the board are you not turned off by busy games because i am when i see something that looks too busy i'm like mm, no this game is discernible it it's challenging but the art is nice and it's clean for the most part it just has cards. a lot of yeah it's, the card's fine yeah it's mainly the board that's challenging okay. the cards would make sense if i told you what they do i was gonna say i feel like it can make heads or tails of this symbology yes. Yes. The board mainly has a lot of small areas, a lot of small iconography. Things get covered up and you actually need to see below them. Oh. So there's challenge because there's a lot of stuff that ends up on the board. It is a very interesting game, though. And I found that I, what we've done both games is we ignored the parts we didn't want to play. Like the game is that open-ended where if you don't want to fight, you just don't fight. And it I still works two. as a game without... Yeah, we just played like the raw economic game. Do you think that's intentional or unintentional? Sorry, I keep interrupting you, but I'm fascinated. No, you're fine. I think with this game, it actually is intentional. Okay. I think that they wanted to have multiple avenues. And a lot of games claim to have multiple avenues, but you actually end up doing similar things as other people. This game legitimately has a lot of different avenues. And because of that, certain aspects feel tacked on. Because you just might not touch them at all. Do you know anyone else that has played it and done it differently? I mean, between your two plays, did you did people latch on to different mechanisms or we latched on to different areas of focus. So there's six different guilds and each of those guilds wants you to do different things. And we each primarily because if you control a guild, you get more points. So we tried to control different guilds mm. instead of competing. We competed for some of them, but we tried to each have our own thing. And that 
works really well and allows you to kind of sit in your little corner and have your little point engine and then you can probe out and, and kind of mess with a couple other things. But So did you not interact at all? Like is fighting the only interaction then? There is jockeying for like an area yeah. control style thing. So to so to claim a guild, like if I have X number of towns and you have X number of towns, like we compare and that person gets to hold the guild. So there's a lot of movement of those guilds because oh. everything you do influences control. So every time, basically every time you take an action, you've got to double check control because it could shift that rapidly, um, which is cool. Like I... I, I liked it it's about a two and a half hour three hour game like it's it's a heavy endeavor it says 80 to 180 yeah i think that that's accurate and the complexity it's it's weight it's weighted at 452 which is pretty high yeah yeah i don't i don't know the game itself is not overly challenging like once i explain it to you after 40 minutes of talking uh it will make sense it sounds like and then i think like felds are like that where it's like everything is really complicated and there's all this like symbology that you don't understand at first and then once you've learned it it's like oh this all makes sense and it's not hard but the teach is so hard the the real challenge i find is just trying to come up with a streamlined strategy because there are so many options i found myself like wait i'm taking actions that aren't like maximizing my potential because i'm trying to do all kinds of different things so maybe i should just focus so like i find that challenging to to navigate but that's fun that's the fun of the game so i think it's pretty cool i'm actually i'm happy that i have it and a lot of people have been down on it and i'm the only thing i'm down on is that it's a long like it's hard to play yeah takes a lot of time to teach takes a lot of time to play but i enjoy my experience with it i think it's pretty cool and it looks great it does look great i really like this like color scheme and the artwork is cool but i could see why probably a lot of people backed it on kickstarter and then are disappointed And then are really not happy with it. <laughs> so it's getting it's getting some flack. I, It's polarizing like any game, any big Kickstarter success. But that's a good looking box to have on your shelf. I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's interesting. Sometimes that's enough, I think. But it's one of those games that I can legitimately look at people and be like, I, I need to be very explicit with what this game is before we jump into it. Yeah. Because I think you got to be you got to be ready for it or you're going to be miserable. Like I don't, I don't think I could get. I, I don't think I could play this with Dan. For me, I don't think there are many games that go over an hour that you wouldn't have to be explicit about. <laughs> yeah. Like That's when you're true. talking about dedicating so much of your time to a game, like I want to know what I'm getting into. Maybe it's more yeah. true for this game. But yeah. I also don't think that like if you look at it, it does look complicated. Like I, it's not mm-hmm. giving off it. There, we've talked about games before that it looks like cartoonish or whatever and then you're expecting something and then it's totally not that this looks like it would take a long time to learn and play yeah but it's it's cool so that's kind of the big game that i've played lately i wanted to kind of weigh in on that a little bit i i dig it i want to keep trying it but it's just going to be it's got a 7.7 i don't think that many people are upset right okay yeah 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 Maybe it might be. I don't know how much of that is like the tens versus ones situation oh, of BGG. Oh, let's look. I'm, let's look. I'm very curious. How are now. we doing? How many people are there trying are to only, champion this game? There are only game? four ones, but there are okay. there are 110 tens. Oh, see, yeah, that's <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> oh, that's people don't trying to build do it this. Up. Don't give it a ten in pre-order. Oh, that's not yep. cool. See, the first so rating 7. says 7 that. Is. Get out of here. 
Okay. Well, I'm judging you people that gave it a 10. But you know what it does have? It has uh, 176 eights. Okay. So, yeah. That's kind of where I put it. I It's very unique. And I, I it's been a while since I played a game that was this unique. Yeah. So it, it just felt cool to be like, yeah, this is a wild, weird game. And it its systems work well if you can grok them. Uh, but, you know, Kel jumped right in and... Kel's no dummy, but she also has no tolerance for games like this. Like she doesn't like QB games. This whole game is cubes. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> you know. But she enjoyed it. So. I'm reading these eights because the the eights have a little bit more actual review in here, and they're yeah. saying kind of the same thing. Like that the rules take too long. That the board needs some improvements. That mm-hmm. the card, the the whole thing would play faster if there was text on the cards. Like yeah, I don't know. It doesn't sound <laughs> awful. But I could be Dan no. if you need me to. This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that he's probably in that mindset. Yeah. But which is fine. Like I don't. That doesn't influence my choices. But never uh, has. Yeah. I think the gameplay's solid if you can get into it. But there's a lot of barrier. Right. It's a thick. I think you just need to. It, it depends. Like you need to limit the number of those games. That's how I feel. Like there are games that yes. that I have that are like that. Eclipse is one of them. I love that game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have more than like five of those games in my collection. Yep. Yep. I think I'm suffering from that a little bit because there's a lot of games that I like that I have. And then people come over and they're like, how about this? I'm like, I can't. It's going to be the only thing we play and you might not like it, but I would love to play it. Yeah. And that's like half my That's what I'm getting shelf, rid of is those know? ones that take too long to teach. I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. I only want a small I mean, I want those complex games, and I crave them yeah. from time to time, but you really don't need so many of those games in your collection. Yeah. Got to find one big good one. That's right. But All right. Now I want to hear about your Switch. It only took us an hour to get to an actual board game, I would like to point out. Hey, we talked about other things. I feel bad for the listeners. This is an episode This is of what we call a hodgepodge. Potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to hear about the Switch? Do you have a Switch? I have a Switch. Good. We could be Switch buddies okay. I, if you're going to play Mario Tennis. Um, <laughs> or if you're going to play Stardew Valley multiplayer when it comes out. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's talk about you. So you, you've been playing a lot of video games. That's part of what is taking up your board gaming time. Yeah, I went to a different convention. Oh, how was that? It was not. Your retro gaming convention. I mean, it's what... it. I shouldn't have been surprised because I, I looked it up and, and did some research on it before I went, mm-hmm. and it was extremely small. Like, I'm just so okay. spoiled. Like, we, board gamers, you need to realize how lucky you are to have these yeah. nice, like, medium-sized conventions, like Origins and, and you know, even PrezCon, I think, was, is bigger yeah. than this one I went to. PrezCon, WashingCon, Geekway. There's so many nice-sized cool ones. Stuff. They're not, like, Gen Con Gigantic, but just, like... More than one. This room. was give me give me a guesstimate on how many people. I couldn't. We we I wasn't there for long enough to to make a guesstimate, but it was one ballroom. One ballroom. Okay. One ballroom and and what very cramped. <laughs> okay. What kind of things happen? So we have board gaming conventions where people are playing games and buying games and talking to publishers, and there's announcements. What happens at a retro gaming convention? Um, I don't know if this is like this is it's. Corgscon, which is Columbus or Central Ohio, Central Ohio Retro Gaming Society, okay. and um, so there there are a lot of like vendors, and it, it seemed mm-hmm. like it was mostly vendors. They had some like guests from the industry come in, and the night 
before they they've expanded it to a two day thing, and it was kind of yeah. last minute that they expanded it. It wasn't necessarily okay. planned, but they had some in- industry speakers the night before and like have a open gaming situation the night before, and then uh, the next day is the vendors open up and the shopping happens. Mm. And they have some people there that you can talk to, industry guests and things like that. They have cool. some raffles, and you know, I I'm not like deep into the community of retro gaming and and really like video games are different and that you don't have to be okay. right yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. i can play nes without any of you so why the the concept of open gaming in a video game capacity is weird to me as a board gamer yeah so we didn't go to that part of it um okay and, and i'm anti-social right now as yeah, far as that, that makes sense but uh <laughs> sure but we went to the the buying thing and you know i had heard a lot about like oh if you're looking for this just hold on until CorgsCon because if if you want it someone will have it at some price mm-hmm. and i didn't find that to be necessarily true okay because um, i was looking for a nintendo 64 and i was looking for the blue one and yeah. i I saw a couple of systems. There weren't as many systems, and maybe we got there maybe an hour after it opened, and maybe, like, all the good stuff just got swept away in that first run that everybody does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I found one um, fantastic colored 64, and it was the green, yeah. which I was like, oh, this is a fair price, and I can see why someone might pick this up, but I don't know if I want green, so I passed on it. Yeah. I did find a blue one on eBay, Side so note. Okay, so your hunt... You found one. I found You're one, good. Yeah, and it was in like okay. new condition, so I cool. But yeah, I I didn't find some of. The, I did find one rare game that I was looking for, so that was good. A mm-hmm. Super Nintendo game called Choplifter Three. It's a hit. It's okay. a hidden gem on the system, is what they call sure. it. So I did find some <laughs> games, and I found a good price on a GameCube game that is normally expensive. So yeah. I did find some stuff that I was looking for, but it wasn't like the bonanza I expected it to be. Yeah. And, it, and okay. it was just that space was so tight. Hmm. Because it's like so, video games, you have well, to go through like a bin of video games. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. And everybody's like kind of crunching in and wanting to get into that same bin. And yeah. I don't know. I found that unpleasant. So something like the, the hunt for rarity mm-hmm. is not something that board games encounter often. Especially like your cool stuff vendors and things like that. The, the ones that are reselling. Right used games or older games like there aren't a lot of hidden gems in the board game world that people are are buying up and and looking out for and certainly because production runs are not as big and things like that like there's a lot of differences between the two fields but the buying focuses on the new right obviously you're not going to buy new retro video games (laughs) but it just seems like it it just sounded like it's mostly a buying fair it's i mean it was and i think they're trying to from what I get, because I think I said this before, Columbus is actually a pretty good place to be for retro gaming. We've got a lot of mm-hmm. stores, and I happen to yeah. live really close to a really good one. So um, I was kind of getting the, the scoop from these different stores, on, mm-hmm. and I think they're trying to expand it. So it's a little, it's not just buying. Gotcha. So gotcha. that was that Friday night thing, and and. I'm sure it went fine, and and there are definitely there's definitely a community there. I just I'm not part of it. I don't necessarily plan to be part of it. Yeah. So I it, I'm less interested. So it might be that I am more interested in the buying side of and finding mm-hmm. the things that I yeah. want to play at home, because the whole point yeah. of me getting back into video games has been I miss games. I don't have friends. <laughs> 
So what can I do? Yeah. Well, and this is, uh, we've talked about it a thousand times. This is the challenge of board gaming is that it is a social interaction. You need to have someone else across the table for you. Now, there are solo games. So it's you can technically. Same, I, I don't find it to be the same. A lot of people like solo games, though, so that's cool. You do your thing. But this is where I think Dan has said it a thousand times, and you and I clearly are showcasing it. We revert to video games if it's a solo affair. Like, if I don't have anybody across the table, I used to I'm fight play a video Dan game. on that. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I don't mind solo games. And when I first started board games, I played a lot of solo, like, you know, played co op games solo. That's how mm-hmm. I became so into Defenders of the Realm because I was playing it yeah. solo regularly. Yeah. Uh, but now I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just gotten lazier in my old age. I don't want to set up a full game to play by myself. Yeah. I want friends to come over and do it with me. I just find that most solo games are actually cooperative games. True. In general. Yeah. And I like cooperation in games. Like I love co-op games because of the ability to bounce back and forth and just problem solve together. So I like story driven narrative video game experiences because they tend to do it better right i don't think anybody that's where can i'm at, argue with that so yeah so it was an interesting experience and i don't know maybe i'll go back next year because I, I was able to find some things that i couldn't find yeah. online i'll give it that cool. yeah that's cool so what are you playing right now give me give me your rundown of your systems and what you're playing, <laughs> playing- what ds game are you on <laughs> Um, okay, so this is this is complicated. So I'm playing is <laughs> a big question. I'm playing a lot of games actually. I was thinking about this. So on the NES, I am playing through some Super Mario Brothers three ROM hacks. Okay, because yeah. that's like that was the game for me. That, that that's yeah. like the first video game that I was like super deep into. Super Mario Brothers three dates me a little nice. bit, but um, so that's I've been okay. doing that. On Super Nintendo, I got that chop lifter, so I've been playing that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I did get a 64, and I'm delving into that one because we had one when I was a kid. It was more my brother's system, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I was kind of like on my way out of needing video games. And yeah. uh, I had friends. and uh, Memories. Yeah, so I only played Super Mario 64 on that system, really. Okay. So yeah. I've been playing a little bit of that, but I also got Pokemon Snap. Oh, nice. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Well, and, and if you don't play Nintendo 64 games on the regular or don't remember, you just take pictures of Pokemon. That's the game. You're yep. you're on like a, you're in a cart on rails and you go through this terrain and your job is to capture all the document all these Pokemon. And it's the perfect game for me. You can pick it up and but play. But it's not a it's not a zoo. It's like, oh, no, that Dodo just ran past me. I got to get it while I can't. Right. You, know? and you have to go through the courses several times. And, like, I'm super into photography. That's one of my other hobbies. So mm-hmm. it, it just, like, fits. I've been loving playing that game. I never thought. It's essentially an on-rail shooter is what yeah. it is. Like, it's just... But it's just <laughs> photography <laughs> yeah. related. That's funny. So I've been playing that. And then um, on GameCube, I'm playing Skies of Arcadia, which is a... Nice. RPG. Just the original? Hmm. It it was originally for the Dreamcast, is that right? Yeah. yeah. And is it Legends? Is that the remake on GameCube, or did they just re-release I it on GameCube? I have no idea. Okay, because I played Legends, Skies of Arcadia Legends. That makes it's probably that. Very good. It's probably that. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I don't think there's another one. So sure. A little JRPG action. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I've, I've been playing that, and then um, I play a lot of Mario Maker. Oh, I'm so jealous. That's like the one thing that I wish I could get access to. Yeah. I bought a Wii U to play Mario Maker. To play Mario Maker? Um, Are the servers still up? Yeah. Like, can you still play other people's levels yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Okay. 
Cool. Yeah, it's going to be really sad if they get rid of that. When they get rid of that. Yeah. Well, they, they the Wii the Wii verse is dead. Tiff, yeah, I know. So I know. It's gone. Everything fades. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that they release one for Switch. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like that would be a good thing. It'll. I. I feel like they If they. Especially if they shut down things for the Wii U, they're gonna yeah. have to. Yeah. But because uh, there's a huge community be- around mm-hmm. Mario Maker, so. Yeah. So yeah, I've been doing that, and I found. I, the reason I bought one is because I found it at a garage sale. For oh really? Eighty dollars. Nice. So you can you can get you good know deal. if you shop in the right neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can find that somebody who doesn't want this thing anymore yeah they just they were trying to get it out of their house which i go I away can relate to um nice. so got that and uh then the switch we i just bought it i finally got my supplemental yeah. check for work which is what i usually use to buy a crap ton of board games at origins <laughs> yeah so I'm, i've spent the money i cannot buy games at origins um and so i don't have a lot on that i i bought yeah. uh the end is nigh Oh yeah, with the yeah. system, so it's like you know, it's like a Super Meat Boy successor, mm-hmm. and I've yeah. been working through that. And then um, I got Super Mario Odyssey. Haven't played it yet, yeah. and um, I got one game from the eShop called Membrane, which is a very weird looking game. Yeah, it's on sale. The eShop has. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut you off. We're good. The N- Nintendo is not known for their sales on their video on their software um but the the sales section is actually pretty decent on the switch i've i've been surprised and they release a lot of like old neo geo stuff and yeah so there's some good options i i was telling brendan i was like this e-shop is going to be the death of me (laughs) yeah because and everything's like 12 to 15 Mm dollars i'm like but it's so easy like if board games are that cheap Oh my it's God. like it's the problem that I had with small box board games are what mm-hmm. I'm going to have with Switch games. The yeah. the one thing that's holding me back is just being old. I like to have yeah. a physical copy of everything. That's fair. So yeah. that is holding me back from doing some of these. Like I found a game that I really want for six dollars. <laughs> I think it's six dollars, something like that. And uh, but I know the physical release is coming out in July. So gotcha. I'm, I, just gonna I'm going to get the physical release. For no reason. Uh, yeah. I find that I'm like racking them up. I just, every time I'm I'm getting these like one-off arcade experiences and I'm just like playing them real quick. I'm like, I'm just going to get a new game today. <laughs> $12. Well, that's easy. Just try like, something It's new. so easy to do. Like, oh, I'm kind of getting bored of this game. Let's see what's going on in the eShop. I do that on my yep. DS all the time. Yeah. I got to I've been playing this puzzle game called Pushmo. Yeah, Pushmo's yeah, great. I love it. Kel and I, I just got, because I thought Kel might enjoy it, and it turns out I'm totally right. I got Puyo Puyo Tetris, mm. which is, like, you can play simultaneously this Puyo Puyo, which is a Japanese, like, matching Puyo game. Pop. It's great. It's a good sure. one. Yeah, never played it before. Didn't know oh. about it. But it's got all these different modes. Like, it's crazy. We've been playing it nonstop since we got it. Kel loves it. So you, and she's not, like, a huge So you think I should get it? I mean, if you get it, then we can play each other. It'd be great. Oh, well, that's, that's some incentive right there. <laughs> but yeah so that's that's very good because she also likes pacross if you oh, like puzzle games i, I bought a super so famicom good. just so i could play pacross yep. on the tv seven dollars tiff on the e-shop pacross s <laughs> All very right. good i'll check that out i'm just saying just saying stop it but now you're doing to me with video games what you usually do with board games <laughs> See how this works. Let me tell you about Seamless. all the Switch games that I play. I, you know what I need for the Switch is I need to find some multiplayer games I can play with Brendan. That's yep. what I'm looking at right now. Poyo Poyo Tetris is a good all one. Right. 
You can also play Pacross two player if you like if he likes puzzle solving. Like you can solve the same puzzle. I'm looking at you this. work together. God, what is it called? Death Squared. Death Squared. Yeah, I've heard of that game. It's got like little blocky dudes that you run around. Yeah. I, I downloaded the demo. We haven't played it yet. Yeah. Snipper Clips is all right. It's like a family style. I've seen that one. It's uh, also a puzzle our, game. It's okay. Our friend Justin got a Switch long before us so he could play yeah. Breath of the Wild. Yep. And uh, he, he played the demo of that one day when we were over. And I was like, that's cute. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's not anything to write home about. But I'm trying to think of what else I... Uh, oh, Overcooked is on there. Yeah. See, I don't know. I think if good. we play that, if me and my husband play that, we will end up killing each other. Yeah. I'm a little It gets a little feisty. It. <laughs> but it's a very good, fun it game. It looks fun. I, I A lot of the kids play it and... My um, like I said, my buddy Justin and his girlfriend like to play it. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe. A lot of the video games that I enjoy outside of like third-person narrative, which I'm like playing God of War and things like that. Like a board game can't do that, but like I think about Pacross, like which is basically a puzzle, mm-hmm. which is very board game esque. Um, I'm playing this game called Regalia, which is a turn-based strategy game. So it's, it's basically a miniatures game. Like a lot of the gaming that I do. Yes, it's solo video gaming, but it's very much close to board gaming because I like these kinds of things. Like I like dudes on a map and I like puzzles and I like, you know, I like speed games, which Overcooked is basically (laughs) a dexterity, like simultaneously dexterity game. It's got all that frantic cooperation that I like from like other games of the such. You know, I'm really into puzzle games. So I I, it's it it goes into it. It feels seamless to, to be doing this instead of of board games all the time so i'm not feeling i'm not feeling as bad about myself as i was when i was playing nothing well (laughs) well yeah i mean i derive a lot of enjoyment just from playing games of any sort so people are like oh you play video games like cool i'm like well no like this is a thing for me like i enjoy immersing myself and i enjoy playing with people like i like to play when i play video games with my friends like that's why it's the same kind of feeling as when i play a board game with my friend right like let's work together let's solve a problem let's fight let's win you know like it's the same deal i play ameritrash video games i play euro video games <laughs> you know I'm it's just, true anyway. there are a lot of things out there like that feel very board game-esque so i mean that's honestly how i got how the progression went for me i played a lot of like jrpgs and like final fantasy mm-hmm. tactics and things like that and then the board games i was playing were like that. Yeah. So. And that's why you got all those Japanime games. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Japanime. Why do all these games have schoolgirls on them? I don't have a problem with it, but uh, I know some people do. You do you, Tiff. <laughs> We're not here to judge. All right. I think this was a very strange episode that I enjoyed very much. What are you going to call this episode? It can't be Origins Preview, just so you know. Uh, I'll find a title in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dan didn't show up and therefore chaos. I need to make sure that it's short enough that it fits in the full feed. Danless I'll chaos. See. Danless chaos, that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff and Matt go off the rails. And now it's a video game show. Dan's gonna be very confused when he comes back. Alright, what have you been playing on your DS? And Dan's like, what? Dan has a switch. Lawn care slash video game podcast now. Slash RPG cast. It's fine. That's great. Are you going to be bringing your Switch to Origins? I thought, I was like, is that weird? Should I do this? I don't know. I don't know. I will be bringing mine, and I have many Joy-Cons. Mm, how, oh, we have to talk about this. Which Joy-Cons do you have? I got red-blue with my system. That's what I got. And then I got 
the neon yellowy green ones mm. for Christmas, and I have a pro controller. Okay. I, I got the red and blue ones, uh, and then I got the reverse red and blue ones, so I could have a solid blue oh, nice. look. And then... I want the Splatoon purple and green ones real bad. Do you know that in Japan, they, they like have the reverse 90. purple and... Or, or Do pink. And, so you can have a full green and a full pink if you if you were willing to import. They're like $90 to buy here. Mm, I got... If you don't get the spl- Splatoon system. I got the... Uh, if you go to Walmart, actually, 69 yeah. bucks For the Splatoon special I ones? So. Oh, maybe. But then I'll have like six Joy-Cons. What do I need six Joy-Cons for? Well, that's for the thing. To- I, I love... I love <laughs> like, I have the new... new 3ds that has the interchangeable yeah. plates i like doing oh, that yeah. and so the joy cons like mm, i have to i they're too pricey i had to like be like i don't have this many friends in my life yeah the joy cons are i'm never gonna play a 12 player game i don't need this much customization but i love it yeah those yellow ones are sexy those yellow ones are good. yeah that's i that though i have my eye on them now they don't really have them in stores i think they're running low on stock i swap them in and out sometimes when i'm like trying to charge them and stuff and every time my switch has those on i'm like this these are the best i love these well, <laughs> yellow sold but no i have a 2ds so i have the flat weird did you get the white and orange i got the white and blue white, that like blue. pale blue oh yeah, it's very oh. it's seafoam. It's like a seafoam green almost. Wait, you have a two DS like the like flat doorstop looking that one? flat wedge? Oh, yeah. I thought I was thinking two yeah. uh, DS XL. No, no, no. I have a two DS. It was like eighty dollars. Yeah, that's the way to do it. And I could play, <laughs> and I could play uh, Fire Emblem on it. So that's really all that mattered. <laughs> well, now that's all I wanted. Now we've done it. We've com- officially converted the podcast. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Sorry, board Fire gamers. Fire Emblem is basically a board game, everybody. It's cool. It really is, though. I, I'm sure there will be a Fire Emblem board game at some point. Oh, don't do it. If not, it. I will make don't it. Don't do it. I don't, Why? You cannot, amazing. you cannot. Fire Emblem is basically, uh, what's that game with the little min- the little chibi minis? Mm. That t- Crossmaster. It's basically Crossmaster. <laughs> that is true. That's why I like Crossmaster. Yeah, see? There you go. Which is basically Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay, we've come full circle. <laughs> okay, it's time to go now. Thank you all for joining us. This has been the Podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. If you ever want to reach out to us, you can find us on places like Facebook or uh, Instagram, which is Nonsensical Gamers. You can hit up the league at League Nonsense, which is run by Dan. Or you can hit Dan up at at scandalous underscore nad. Tiff, if people want to find you, they can't do that anymore. (laughs) Um, No, you can't. I mean, you can tweet at ineptgamer and I will read it three months from now, probably. When I re-download the app. I'm going to start checking in on your Twitter account for you. <laughs> Just let me know who's tweeting at me. Yeah. That's fine. So tweet at ineptgamer in addition to at cinnamonbuns, spelled phonetically, and Tiff will get your messages through me. Yep. That's the plan now. If you're at Origins Game Fair 2018 in Columbus, Ohio, please come and join us. We will be there from Wednesday to Sunday is the plan for us. And uh, I don't have anything to do except play games and eat pretzels. So if you like either of those things, come find me and my very pregnant wife. Don't touch her belly. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. Until next time, let's all say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.